Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Episode 116,000 million of our podcast. Hello. Hello. Do you want to skip the pramble? I know. I know. I know. Why? Because this is a lot to go over. Okay, fine. You convinced me. (laughs) It's the big one. Right. It's the big cheese. Which flavor of cheese do you think the big cheese would be? The go-to is obviously cheddar, but what do you what do you think it is? Mm-hmm. A block of Parmesan. Just like a big old block of like a Parmigiano Reggiano. Yes. Okay. Like a, so not just Parmesan. No. Don't Parmigiano don't, yeah. Reggiano. Have a little bit of culture, you Re- know. Reggiano. Hmm. Huh. My pronunciation could be better. Yes, it could. Absolutely. But you sure it's not a Guillermo? Uh, don't make me do this. <laughs> don't make me do this. American pronounces cheeses from around the world. Here it is. Uh, all right, let's get into it. So th- we obviously know it's not the end of the year. It's not the very beginning of the year, but we love doing a year-end review, and this is the time that it worked for our schedules <laughs> to share it. I think also it's kind of interesting. Sometimes sometimes you don't want to do a year-end review because you're still in the end of the year, and then you need the, the hullabalala. That was us in 2019. We didn't do a year-end review. Until when? We so we we did not review 2019. Oh yeah, we were just like f that year. Yeah, we that, like, that mm, year mm-mm. was your your real tough year, year, and we just skipped it. We, we had no idea it. that the toughest years were. <laughs> it would have been year in oh, review Lord. 2019 2022 2020 preview, and then the post would have been like a 2019 in review, big emoji crying face, and then 2020 uh, preview. Like a zany, like the, like, I don't know what's going on. Face. Yes. That would have been it. That would have been the end of and post. And then that's the best. Yeah. So let's get into it. So we've got a bunch of different things to go over here. What are our big categories that we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about what went well. Okay. We're going to talk about what didn't go well. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. What else do you have here? Sorry. I'm in the note and it's like a long, like scroll down. And then probably we'll talk about 2022 preview. Okay. Look ahead. Those are kind of the big categories. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Say a- them with like a little bit more excitement now, now that you know they are. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about what went well. Oh, yeah. Like, start with great the, things, start with the, the dessert. positives. Start with dessert. Right. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about what are some things that were not so great. The vegetables. The, the vegetables. boiled and steamed vegetables. Why do you need to just like crap on vegetables? Vegetables can be delicious. They're nutritious. Have you ever they're... had a boiled cauliflower? It's not delicious. Why does that have to be boiled? Why can't it be? Because that's what it didn't go well is. Okay, fine. You know. And then we're going to go 2022 preview. Okay. But then we're all in the middle of 2022, so that's fun. All right. Thank you for that enthusiastic start to this podcast. You're so welcome. So let's start off with great things about 2021. Remember, also, quick caveat. Yeah, sure. This is our year. This is, we're just sharing with you the transparent behind the scenes of, like, everyone had a completely different year, I'm sure. Yeah. All of us had, I mean, it's a very challenging time in general for everyone, but everyone has different levels of challenges within this pandemic world that we live in. So as we discuss the various peaks and valleys of this year, just keep in mind that we're well aware that, yeah, you know, in certain ways we are extremely privileged and lucky to yeah. have been able to, you know, not 
I don't know. What am I trying to say? Yeah, I just think it's acknowledging our privilege. I think it's acknowledging our difference to people who might be listening to this who come from I different backgrounds, different circumstances, exactly. different mental health uh, limitations, if you will. And, you know, we just we share because five years ago, you know, longer than that now, eight years ago, it would have been a very different recording. And, and right. we, we did share some of the things, some of those things during those times. And now we're at a different stage in our life. And it's not like we want to just stop sharing because things are better because right. we had a better year. It's more just to share because you don't just share when times are bad. You don't just share when times are good. You kind of share the entire journey so that someone can see maybe in themselves, oh, I'm at the, like we just talked about, the 2019. Like that was terrible. Right. And we shared a lot of that during the year. We just didn't do a year end review because we were just so tired of that year. But people got to go on that journey with us. Yeah, you really helped me out there because I was like, what am I saying? But the truth is, I think that's where it's coming from is as we share what went well for us, yeah. I want to make sure that we don't uh, ignore that we understand it was a very hard year for a lot of people in many, many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. But even you listening, even if you had the shittiest year of all time, I hope that you were still able to find some bright spots throughout it. Yeah. Would you say that I was the MVP a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> Those of That's you who listened to last our last episode. episode will get that joke. Yeah. Okay, let's start with a personal goal that I made yeah. for myself. My This is, a, apart from business, my, also I want to do a quick content warning. This next little portion is going to talk about exercise, um, perhaps body image and things like that. If that is in any way triggering to you, please feel free to fast forward through this portion. Just want to make sure that we give a note about that. I, that being said, I set a personal goal for myself to, it was a very simple goal and it was to not hate exercise. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, exercise is something that I recognize is very important for my mental health. It is something that makes my life better. And yet it is something that I have struggled for my entire life to enjoy, to engage in, in any type of consistent way. Uh, and it's also a, a way that I consistently like reinforce this negative story in my head about me being someone who is, and again, this is just my, my negative self-talk and I'm aware of that. I don't really believe these things, but it's like what my brain lies to me about is like, I'm weak. I can't push through hard things. I don't have the discipline to be a, an exercise person, all these things. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, at the end of... I want you guys to know, she kind of was like leaning, you all to know, it? she was kind of like leaning, leaning toward me when she was saying those things. What? what? You know? What, like in a, what way did you think? Some type of like insinuation that maybe <laughs> I've said those things to you, which no. I would, as the MVP, would like to say that I, that didn't happen. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That is I'm just not a blame jokes. on you it's whatsoever. You're very supportive. But at the end of 2020, I finally hit this place where I was just like, you know, I felt ready to finally like change this for myself. Yeah. And I think it also comes with years of wisdom of it wasn't finally this change wasn't coming from a place of like berating myself for all those negative things I was just saying. It was like, what if there's a different way? Yeah. And what if that way was just to kind of lower the bar for myself and make it more fun and make it more joyful and make it more of like a curious commitment? Like what would happen if I yeah. set this goal of exercising every day? What yeah. would happen? Before you even get into the the, the thing of it, yes. I, I just wanted to share, I think this is such a great example for anyone listening to this of if there's any big thing that you have just really not enjoyed, it's trying to come at it from a different angle and go, well, just how can I enjoy the thing? Not how can I 
do the thing super well. Not how can I become the best at the thing. Yeah. It's just how can I not hate the thing? Right. And for the 11 years that we've been together, you have not enjoyed exercise. And part of, I think, the reason that we realized was you had never taken the time to just explore and go, what would make me enjoy this? Well, also, I just have to say that the way that exercise is often framed is very much this like you're like it kind of makes it sound like you're supposed to hate it you know what I mean like well yeah it's like like no pain no gain right right right. it's like it's an exercise in like self-hatred almost yeah and I just I don't subscribe to that and I think I I've been trying to subscribe to that and it just wasn't working for me anymore so I just thought well I'm gonna reframe it for myself my only goal is just to not hate it and so I set this goal for myself so then I thought, okay, well, what, what does it look like in order for me to try to get there? And I knew that I think I would learn to love it if it could become almost second nature, like a habitual thing to get up and like just work it into my day. So in order for it to work into my day, I'm the type of person that I need the daily consistency to make it a habit. So I thought I'm going to try to exercise at least 10 minutes a day, every day of 2021. And guess what? I didn't reach that goal, but I came really close and just by, by again, not focusing on the like all or nothing aspect of it, I still arrived at my ultimate goal, which was, I don't hate exercise anymore. Yeah. And it's amazing. For sure. And, and, and yeah, like even being on the sideline, like I've seen such a profound difference in, you know, we'll have a long, hard day. And in the back of my mind, I'm now like, oh, Caroline works out every day. Is she going to work out today? Not in a judgmental no, place, know. just in a thoughtful place of like, oh, I'm thinking this. And, and then you'll be like, ah, I still got to work out today. I'm just going to go do 10 minutes of booty bands. Yeah. And I'm just, it makes me so proud, not because you are working out, but because you've changed the narrative in your mind yeah. that exercise has to be this thing that you hate as opposed to like, I can just go do something for 10 minutes and like, it's perfectly like, doesn't have to be awful. Yeah. And even, even like when you, even you just saying that when I say, Oh, I got to go work out. Like now it truly is coming from a place of oh, I got to go like spend time with myself. Like, oh, I got to go like tend to my body and tend to my mind. And that's what it's become for me. And the keys, in case you're someone who wants to work this, you know, in your own way and in your own life, um, some things that worked for me, again, everyone's different, but really leaning into like the variety and not just relying on one source. So I really skip around. Like I use yeah. the Peloton app. I use Sydney Cummings on, on YouTube. I use Yoga with Adrian. I use Grow with Joe. Like yep. all these different um, instructors and different like ways of, sometimes I just put on a, a Spotify playlist and I literally dance and jump around yeah. for, for 15 minutes. Yeah. Literally. That's, that's it. it. And it just has been this really positive thing in my life. And I'm really proud of myself. I'm very proud of you for, too. For just sticking with it and just kind of making a promise to myself. But all of that said, it took me so many times to try it and to, and to quit and to try it and to quit that I just want to be really clear. Like if this year is not the year for for you, if the timing is not right, if the circumstances do not allow you to be as consistent as you want to be, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That doesn't yeah. mean that you're undisciplined. That doesn't mean that you're lazy. That doesn't mean any of these things about you. It just means that it's worth trying a different way in the future. If we wanted to start an entirely different business, yeah. also probably not in COVID times, uh, it would be a, a gym membership. We'd have a franchise and it would call, it would be called You Did It. You did. So you would show up. As a person, <laughs> and you would show up, and we would go, okay, you did it. 
You can now leave. You checked in. <laughs> yes. I'm proud of you. I love now, that. Now, here's the thing. If you want to go to the 10-minute group, there's a 10-minute group right there. Just literally go and hop in the 10-minute group. Are you feeling 30 minutes today? Like, you're just feeling energized? Go in 30 minutes. But here's the thing. You if did you want to leave right now. You did it. I know. And then when you're in the 10-minute group, if you're like, I only have seven minutes in me, guess what? Wait. Guess what? You, you did, did it. it. I know. And you get to leave and that's it. Now, My the favorite? membership is very expensive. Oh, it's zero dollars. Yeah, it's a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Why? Uh, because you did it. <laughs> You know, like I just, you got to really pay for it. I'm just, well, my favorite thing is the few times that I would share throughout the year on Instagram about this little commitment I made to myself. Um, first of all, thank you to those of you who cheered me on. Cause that was really encouraging. And so many people made their own daily trackers, which was amazing. But a couple of people, I promise you, they would DM me and they would say, Hey, um, does such and such count? Yeah. And I would be like, who do you yeah. think, do you think that I'm the queen of the, like <laughs> of fitness of, now? Yeah. First of all, I do not make the rules. You make the rules, yeah. but it, it's the classic thing, how our brains go like, Oh, well we just have such a problem giving ourselves permission, right? We yeah. need someone else to set the bar so that we know how to, how to measure up to it. And it's like, guess what? You make the rules. Yeah. I just, I just took such delight in every time being like, Oh yeah, it counts because you make the rules. Yeah. And I, I will say as someone who has done like many a fitness challenge has worked out for now 20 years of my life. Now that I'm much older, it's so much less about trying to do it for anybody else or like complete a program to feel any sense of accomplishment. It's literally just the you did it mindset because yeah. life is hard these days for all of us in varying degrees. And just being able to spend 10 minutes with yourself to stretch to exert a little bit of stress. Like, I think that's the one thing that for years I was trying to tell you that that's what exercise did for me. Mm -hmm. Just like when I'm feeling stressed, moving around in, in a gym setup, whether it's a home gym or an added gym, it just feels so good afterwards. Like it sucks even in the moment. Like you're just like, I don't want to be doing this thing. But that's the thing. So many people would tell me that. And if you listening right now are like me, so many people would say that. They would say, it's for my mental health. Yeah. It, 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 it blows off steam. Like it gets rid of stress. I'm like, no, you know what's stressful to me <laughs> the working out. is the, is getting in this workout and feeling shitty about myself and yeah. like, like I can't do it or it's hard or like, why is it so easy for everyone else except for me? And then self and then braiding myself for that. And then I didn't realize that you a, I didn't realize that I was still measuring myself against other people's definition of exercise, not right. putting it through the filter of my own capabilities and my own desires. Once I did that, that was step one. But then also you really do have to get past this like hump of that step one. Yeah. Once you can get past that part, then you, then I was like, oh, yeah. it is good for my mental health. Yeah. But I think what made it such a good de-stressor was that I was finally shedding all of the mental baggage of what it meant. Yeah. So once I could get past all that and create it on my terms and for my rules and not constantly be doing it from a place of lacking or like trying to change my body or trying to be a certain weight or trying to be a quote unquote fitness person. It's like, no, like I get to make the rules. I get to decide why I'm doing this. And I just don't care. Like I would be doing workouts and they would be like, come on, push yourself. And people, and I would literally be like, no, ma'am. No, no. Don't you tell me I live my nope. life. Nope. 
thank you for the invitation. Yeah, we, thank you for the invitation, but I'm going to choose what I need today, and it's not to push myself. Some days I did, but yeah. other days I was like, I need to not push myself today. Yeah, we probably worked out, I would say, I don't know, what, like 30 times together last year, maybe more than that, something like that. Definitely more than that, but yeah, we went through a little, little yeah. stage. And we we would like be doing like a Sydney Cummings workout, for example, and she has some that are just like an hour long. And we finally got to this place where we were just like, yeah, we'll just start an hour long one, but like we don't have to work out for the hour. Right. We'll just go until we're like, are you done? I'm done. Okay, 22 minutes. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Sydney, we'll see you tomorrow. Love She's you. like, let's keep going. I'll be like, Sydney, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> She's like, you can keep pushing this, Sydney. <laughs> You're being a Cindy right now. <laughs> We're leaving. Not that there's anything wrong with people named Cindy. That's just what we did with Sydney when she was talking to us on the YouTube. Uh, okay. Anything else you wanted to add about your fitness challenge? Nope. That's it. Uh, congratulations. Thank that you did very go much. well. Thank you very much. Something else that went well. Yeah. Big thing that went well yeah. for us. We reached our enough number. Yeah. We, I believe we did a whole episode on we this did. and we really talked about kind of how this went down. I, I think the very interesting and just, we can all relate to this moment of hitting our enough number is it came in a time when we were completely derailed by something else in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so you had this like goal that you hit, mm -hmm. but something else in your life is going on. That's not fun, which we'll talk about. And it sucks the life out of hitting the goal. And, yeah. and it's so interesting that we, I know everyone listening to this has had something like that happen. You get a big promotion at a job or you finally like leave your corporate career to work on your side hustle and things. And just like something hits you yeah. and you can't even soak in the joy of that moment. And that's, that's how that started for us. Like mm -hmm. we didn't even realize that we hit it because we were just in this, this tumultuous situation. But now a couple months removed. We're a little bit past that situation. We're not fully past it, obviously, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about. But I think we can now both look back and it's an amazing feeling to have spent three years building a business almost from nothing. We can't say it was from nothing because we did bring our existing email list Absolutely. over and our existing talents and some, you know, customers of other products who followed us over. Absolutely. So, you know, we can't say we started from nothing, but... Uh, it was definitely an, a journey and not knowing the product we were building, like we had to figure that out, doing a bunch of different tests. We had to go through your mental health journey where I was working on everything and you couldn't work. And mm -hmm. that was difficult for us to manage. And just finally carving out our niche with Wayne, where we did hit that enough number of $33,000 a month in recurring revenue. And now Re I think... Just to be clear, revenue. Revenue, not money in the bank every month that we just swim in, because yeah. you, you do. Uh, but it does feel really good to have hit that number. And we'll talk about in the preview that we're, cha we're changing our enough number. I'm not sure yeah. if changing, but like... Adjusting. Adjusting our enough number yeah, which, based on if some you're, new goals. If you're interested in that and kind of how it breaks down and what we're changing, definitely I would... Um, go to the year in review post because we really break it down and yeah. itemize. Um, because I just cute little us back when we set that number, we wrote down the expenses, what we, how much money we thought it would cost in order to run a business that would get us $33,000 in revenue. We wrote down $5,000, yeah. which was just cute. That was yeah. very cute of us to think yeah. that. But as it turns out, like one of our most powerful marketing engines, engines turned out to be our existing Waymers who we pay um, an affiliate commission to, to basically for word of mouth to bring in new members. And we love paying them because it's our members and we feel like it's a way, a way of giving back for them to bring in great new members. Yeah. But that ends up being like ten to $12,000 a month yeah. when it's said and done. So we had to adjust the 
big uh, revenue number in order to account for that cost. And then some adjustments as well, like trying to add in like, we plan to have kids in the next yeah, couple we'll of years. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the preview. Because isn't that, isn't oh. that part of the preview where we talk about adjusting the enough number? It is. I know it is. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that section. No Got spoilers. It. Got you know? it. No spoilers. Got it. I was jumping ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the cool thing is that this, our fall launch of last year was just the, the first time for me that I felt like we had really dialed in something that was working. Like yeah. we've spent so many years and everything was like, okay, it's going well, but it's, we're still not profitable. And like, how do we tweak it? And what do we do? And it was the first time that we really felt like, wait, we set a plan and then we did it and then it's growing and like, what? Yeah. And, and that's all gonna, really cool. It's going to be really interesting this year to do our, our launches spring and fall. And we're not going to do new products for each of those launches, which we've done the past couple of years. And intentionally, not because we're lazy, but because we want to see if the existing stuff that we've created is enough because you know we've looked at the data of the surveys and like the other things that people fill out when they first sign up and it's not overwhelming that people join because of the new product that we've created there is a certain percentage of people that join because of those but i think that's something we want to test is the monthly coaching itself is the selling point of wame and the live coaching and being together and then obviously like all the other stuff that comes with it the roadmap and the community and all that does having a new shiny thing every you know uh, enrollment does that make a difference? And, and mm -hmm. we like to have that data because it helps you to make informed decisions. Otherwise, you keep doing things the same way forever, mm -hmm. thinking that's the way that you have to keep mm -hmm. doing things in your business. And then it's just like, do I really have to be doing all of this stuff? Mm -hmm. Or could I take some of it away, still have the growth and still have people signing up and still be growing my business and I don't have to do as much as I thought yep, I did. Yep, and still be delivering. Yeah, I think, I don't even think we talked about this, but an, another way that I've been thinking about this year is also by not putting our energy into those, adding those new things to, um, you know, what people get. I also have been trying to think of it, of using this year as a way to like pour back into the community. So yeah. that's already there. So, you know, tweaking things in the dashboard. To yeah, make, we, we did a survey. We did a full survey. Like of, 200 of our members filled out, which is unbelievable. How to I mean, make the dashboard better. Yeah, how so to, much good feedback. You know, we're working on like how to make things more accessible, adding transcripts, adding like what are things that we can do in order to take what's already there and make it better and more accessible to everyone who's already in the community. And then how is that going to affect the launches? Like we're yeah. just, we're, it's an experiment. We're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Again, more to come on the preview, yep. but it was a really good year for nailing in kind of dialing in Wayne. Yeah. We did. Speaking of new products, we did, we, oh gosh, COVID time warp. I just like yeah. could not believe that Notion starter pack was what we created yeah. in 2021, but we created two new big kind of, um, resources within Wayman Unlimited. One of those was the Notion starter pack, which was a complete Notion system for anyone who wants to kind of keep track of their life and business, set goals, manage tasks, manage projects. It's our system that we sort of learned from other people like Marie Poulin and August Bradley, and then adapted it through our own usage for kind of six months. We test ran it and put together our own SOAR system. <laughs> we still have not yet. We have yet to nail down a good eagle sound. What do you mean we've yet uh, to nail that down? It's caca is what you went with? No, I went with caca. Thank you. Okay. It sounds fantastic. So we created that, which was a big hit. And then also the page layout library. Yes. So that is basically 10 different 
um, basic wireframes and layouts for different pages of your website so that you do not have to start from scratch every time. And that seemed to be a good hit. Yeah, when I wrote the review and looked that up, I could not believe the Notion starter pack was in 2021. Could, couldn't believe it. Thought it was seven years ago. <laughs> oh, so something else that we said w- that went well this year was uh-huh. just all of our planning for our trip. Yeah, I mean, we started way earlier than most people probably would, but we're planners at heart and we embrace and love that. And, you know, it, I don't think there's anything we would have changed yet. I mean, maybe we'll look back as we're three months into full-time travel and be like, oh, really wish we would have done this. But that's, we've talked about this many times. The fun of going on a big adventure is the planning of the big adventure. Exactly. It's the thinking through all the different ideas and the thoughts and the, oh, look at that and watch this video and check this out and read this post and look at the reviews of this thing. And yeah, it fueled so much joy in our 2021 to be able to plan for this dream. Yeah. I think, I think dreaming is an important part of life. Like even if you know it's something that's maybe not attainable in the following year, but it's something that you want to, to accomplish in the next five years, you know, not so much to live in the future, but there is something to be said about the jolt of excitement that possibilities can bring you. Yeah. So dreaming about the future can bring a certain liveliness to your present that I do think is valuable sometimes. And I can distinctly remember one of our walks when we lived in Oceanside and we kind of came to the decision of let's do a year of full-time travel it's not going to be for a couple years because we have to a save some money, b figure out how to get our business to be running efficiently. At that time, Wayne wasn't even a thing, and just like all of that had to be sorted out. But that was years ago; it was five years ago, and we made that happen. And I think that um, it's one of those things that just I hope if you listen to this and you've got a big dream, no matter what it is, even if it's a small dream, that you right, see it, it as possible. Might take a couple of years. Might take a lot of finagling to move things around, but that's okay. Yeah. So, whoa, you wrote a many updates. Classic movie night. That was another thing that went well this year. We just yeah, that's kept, the last part of the well, well section. Yeah, yeah. So we continue to watch two movies every Saturday. Uh, I mean, not that we ran out of movies in the '90s, but we really did start to branch into some newer movies. Yeah, we've had to expand our our uh, boundaries just because we've watched so many. Yeah. Well, and you also start to look back at a lot of the movies from the nineties and you're like, okay, there are some problematic things that like, I just know are going to be a movie and like, I can can watch that. Right. There are some that you're like, I'm not going to watch this movie because it, the whole thing is just problematic itself. Uh, But yeah, what was our, our number one that I listed there? You didn't. Oh, because I was waiting for us to talk about about it. it. But some standouts, I will say some of these I had forgotten about, but um, one of mine was Away We Go. I never would have oh, watched yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph movie that was really cute. Yep. Um, and wow, was Volcano and Dante's Dante's Peak yeah. this year? Yeah. All Volcano. It must have been early. Yeah. Skyfire was also in there. Skyfire. We yeah. went on a roll Volcano tear. Yeah. Yep. We get on themes. We do. We watch all of the Scream movies all around the Halloween. Movies. All of the Taken movies. Yeah. Um, the JCVD sudden death was a surprising, enjoyable watch for you. Wait, you said that. Which one was that? The hockey. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You laughed, but watching that movie, you were like, this is an enjoyable movie. Why do I like this? Um, yeah. So that continues to be like 
that's our time every single week to reconnect with each other and share an experience that we love. But and not share a bowl of popcorn. No, no, no. Sever we don't bowls. share popcorn in Sever this family. Bowls. We separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that's how things happen. Yep. And also we hope that all of you who like the podcast, some of you we know are movie lovers as well. And it sounds like you all enjoy yeah. our little recaps too. So that's fun. I love getting the recommendations or like away we go. We had a bunch of folks Look reach out and say, I had like, I had, I forgot about that movie. I love the soundtrack as well. Cause we said the soundtrack, soundtrack was, was so, so good. good. Yeah, it was great. All right. Let's jump into what didn't go so well. You got the peaks. You got to have some valleys. Yeah. This is so, real life. Uh, the biggest one, the elephant in the room is like for many families out there, probably our biggest valley had to do with COVID-19. And here's another just trigger warning. If COVID was yes. ex- exceptionally awful for you and your family, please and skip ahead because we're going to talk about how it affected our family. Yeah. Please feel free to fast forward through this part. So for us, um, 2021 kicked off with just a, an emotional roller coaster. My dad, so this is pre-vaccines rolling out for most of the population. My dad came down with COVID and pretty seriously, pretty severely and was in the hospital for five weeks. And that was just such a difficult experience for so many different reasons, but mainly because, you know, I'm the only sibling that doesn't live in the same city as my dad. And so to not be able to be there to support them, to support him, because at the time, like jumping on a plane just didn't feel responsible or safe. And that's really hard too, because you're trying to make decisions about being present with your family, but then also trying to keep everyone else safe um, in a time where everything is so uncertain. So that was just like a very, a difficult decision that felt like I had no right answer. Yeah. And thankfully he was okay, but it, I mean, he had pneumonia twice, like COVID pneumonia twice. He um, still thankfully came home from the hospital that has, you know, and still has lingering symptoms from it all. And, and probably will for the rest of his life. And probably will. Um, and that's difficult. And just the, the whole thing is just so shitty all around. Yeah. We definitely don't have to preach to any choir here about the fact that COVID is just, it's gnarly. And, and even just recently, like with the Omicron variant and like how pervasive that was and just, it's really difficult, and we, we've talked about it many times in this podcast, and I'm sure you have heard other people talk about it or you've read about it. COVID is going to be something that, just as outside of the virus itself, the amount that it affects us over the long term is just, it's so hard to know at this point. The stress, the anxiety, the different the risk levels, the politicalization of it. I mean, it's just all of it, you know? It's just, it's very, very difficult, and I think trying to push forward, you know, like, oh, COVID's going to go away. And it's just like, I think the more we can accept that, like, this thing's going to be here. It's really difficult for all of us to deal with. Although it's, acknowledging that it's harder for... Absolutely. It's not the same level of difficulty for everyone. And we want to also be mindful and acknowledge that for people who are in higher risk categories, for people who are of advanced age, for people who have, uh, you know, compromised immune systems, many of those people are in our families. Yeah. Um, for people who are disabled, for people who um, have chronic illness, like all of those things, you know, it's considerably harder and more difficult for those people. Um, and, you know, our heart goes out to those people as well, who I know we're talking about our difficulties, and that's not to minimize the emotional impact of those things on our family. But we also acknowledge that we are in a very privileged place um, to be in 
Um, so we want to make sure that we add that caveat as well. And I do want to say that as I discuss how hard it was to go through, you know, my dad having COVID specifically, even though many people in our family have now, you know, come down with it, but my dad was the one who really got hit the hardest. I know how lucky I am because he came home and I know that not every family had that outcome and to think of how difficult that was. And yet to think that I'm still grateful for how it ended up honestly shatters my heart in a million pieces because it means that millions of people are grieving and, and not just for deaths, but for, you know, the illnesses that continue for long COVID for, for everything. It's just, it's so much sometimes to take on. And I think what you were describing before is like, how do we carry the weight of that grief and yet, or, and also, um, try to have some sort of resilience to move forward as well. Yeah. Like, and, and I think we're all grappling with how to do that. Yeah. But, I, don't, I don't think anybody has the right answers. I think everybody just has the answers that works best for them and their certain circumstances. And we're just all trying to do our part to follow the overall rules so that we can all be as safe as possible and play within whatever rules are within those precautions. Yeah. And think about other people. I yeah. think that's the big thing is just, are you thinking about other people as you go about your life? So that was a huge kind of what didn't go well was that. Um, And then in the later part of the year, kind of on the same theme as family. um, Boy, family really rocks you around, doesn't it? You know? (laughs) Well, when you care about people and when you love people, like the the stakes are going to be higher. You know what I mean? And we've spoken about it many times on this podcast, so I don't think we need to go too far into detail, but we had some kind of difficult family interactions in the second half of the year that led to setting some hard boundaries with our families. And that was a complicated and difficult process. Still is. And still is. And um, I honestly just don't have the the emotional capacity to go into it right now, but I'm sort of making it sound like it was like an, like just like, Oh, that happened. It's like, no, it was like a super traumatic thing that happened. And you know, I'm still dealing with the repercussions of it and I'm still trying to rewrite the picture in my head of how to navigate within my family now with that new information. And we have talked about this many times, you know, there's a reason why people don't openly discuss these traumas and these issues. And it's because you still have family that you don't want to affect to cause trouble with, you know, those things. And I think just trying to talk about this in any capacity, and this is like the like, you know, small minimized capacity, it's at least bringing it up for other folks who might be listening to this who are like, oh yeah, like I have someone in my family who I also, you know, don't align with, or I have some real like differences of opinions. And maybe I do need to talk about that with other family members. And and I don't, don't need to hide from that person anymore. I need to create boundaries so that I can feel safe. And that's really what we've had to do. And it's hard. It's just yeah. very difficult and it takes time. Yeah. And again, not like every bad thing that you go through has to have a purpose or has to mean something in your life. I don't think that that's necessarily true, but I'm just someone who likes to bring meaning to things that I go through. And I will say that going through some of that this year has shown me some areas that I want to continue to fortify my mental health in the future. Yeah. And for that, I'm grateful. So that's going to be a lifelong journey for me. All right. Let's stay in the, what didn't go well, but not as heavy. What didn't go well? Oh, well, (laughs) I got shingles twice, which is really just an addendum to the first two categories because we have now learned 
first of all, the first time I got shingles, I asked my doctor this and she's like, yeah, very few people ever get it a second time. Yeah. Like it's probably just the only time in your life you'll get shingles. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, shingles is basically just the chicken pox virus that stays in your system. If you have chicken pox when you're a kid and then when you're older, if you're stressed or if your immune system is low or something, it can flare back up and it can cause really gnarly symptoms. And I had it in 2018 and it was very terrible, but I thought this will be the only time in my life I ever have this. And then my dad got COVID and then immediately two weeks later I got shingles. And then I was like, Oh shoot. That's definitely from just the emotional fallout of this and the stress of it all. And then I went through this other family thing in October. And then in November I got shingles again. And so it seems to be, we're finding a pattern. We are finding a pattern that like, Again, as a highly sensitive person, a little bit of stress and a little bit of anxiety, it it seeps into my nervous system in such a way that it can flare up these like very real health issues. And that is just something that we have to be mindful of. And we have when that's why every time on the podcast when we say I have to protect my mental health as the number one priority, it's because protecting my mental health is protecting my physical health. Yeah. Protecting my mental health is protecting our business. Yeah. Protecting my mental health is protecting our family. Like, and so that's why it's so important to me. But um, you ever thought about just not talking to anybody? Oh my god, every day. Can we do that? Can we try that for it like? It turns out. Let's do a. I've a, tried it, Jason. Let's try a ten-year trial. I have tried that. It is called a coping strategy. <laughs> it's called self-isolation. Yeah. And it's why I tend to do that sometimes because... You have to. The risk of going out into the world feels too great sometimes. But yeah. it's no way to live, Jason. But the good thing is about the, the two shingles occurrences this year is that you knew what the symptoms felt like on, Immediately. as they were coming, got on the antivirals early. So if anybody who is feeling like they're dealing with a lot of stress in their life and they're feeling, if you're Googling, you're like, oh, I might have shingles as well. Talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. Try and and see if the antivirals will work for you, if that works within your, you know, whatever medications you take. And catch it early before you see a rash because you can. And Caroline has done it twice this year. And I'm very grateful that you listen to your body and you know because my body tells me things and I just go, you shut your mouth. (laughs) I know. The first couple of days you were like, okay, if it is shingles. No, no. I was saying to myself. No, I I know. But I'm just saying if you go back and listen to those podcasts, even then we were like, if if it's well, shingles, yeah. well, and you I'm know, like, we didn't know, we didn't know. Now we know. We know. Anytime you get a phone call from your family, I immediately have urgent care on, and I'm like, antivirals <laughs> ready? Are the antivirals ready? And if we don't pick them up, you can give them to someone else. Okay, great. Okay, Just have them ready. Great. Um, okay, pivoting to business. <laughs> yeah. What didn't go on business? So we for two years we have tried to create this passive income product idea. Yeah. For two years now. Yeah. It turns out having two businesses yeah. and trying to protect your mental health and during a pandemic. A, and creating a third business. And creating a third business. Yeah. It's not the best. It doesn't work it out. It just doesn't work out. Yeah. So we just give ourselves grace and we go, okay. Yeah. And I think this is a really good part of this year end review to look back and not beat yourself up about a thing you didn't get done. And acknowledge why the thing didn't get done and does it need to have space in your life moving forward? And so I would say last year when we didn't get to work on this project, it was because we spent so much time on Tea Tree. We were working on Wayne a lot. Like there just wasn't any more time. Plus we were going through COVID and like the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. This year it was, we're going through some family stuff, still going through COVID. Wayne's doing okay. Like we're, you know, it's not like it's requiring so much work, but it's still a good amount of work. Tea Tree had much less work, which we'll get to in a second, but it just didn't feel like adding another project into the mix made any sense whatsoever. Uh, whatsoever. And I think that the, the important part of when you do these year-end reviews is to look at these things when you sit down and you think, 
oh, I didn't get to do this thing. I, I might beat myself up about it. I wish I would have spent the time on that. And instead go, well, what else was I doing? And reviewing yeah. all the things that took up all your other time and mental space and going, oh, okay, there's a reason why that didn't get done. That's all right. I'm not going to beat myself up. Can I work on it next year? I don't think I can either. Okay, maybe I just need to abandon that project for now, which is exactly what we're doing with this project. Yeah, so a good um, example of that, which I don't think we included in this post because it was just getting too long, but I had this goal um, in 2021 of getting back to my art and making yeah. that more of a daily habit. But as I got into the year, it became clear that the amount of mental energy that it takes to cultivate a new habit is so substantial because you're just like rewiring all the loops in your brain that my one priority was the exercise thing. Yeah. And I just said, at some point, I just said, you know, two things is too many things. Yeah. And so I just decided to drop the desire to cultivate this creative practice and just focus on my physical health and just do one thing at a time. And that worked for me. And yeah, I just didn't beat myself up over it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, also, speaking of your art, we don't yeah. have it in this post, but the Unfine Art Sale. <gasps> that was something that went well. That well, it's something just that went it well. happened really under the wire. It really did. And we were able to donate, the total was $5,000 to yep. Sista Afia, which is amazing. Which felt really good. And the... Um, thank you to everybody who purchased the art. That's why that was, we were able to do that. everyone who purchased the art. And it felt like a beautiful, full circle thing to be able to use all of this art that went towards my own creativity and kind of my own mental health journey and then to be able to use it to fuel a donation for a organization that provides mental wellness resources within the community that felt like a full circle thing. Um, and just like a very regenerative, um, community way of using my art for good. And, um, again, the entire, um, you know, praise though goes to Sista Afia because yeah. the work that they do is incredible and I'm happy to just support them in yeah. what they're doing. So the last item in this section is just tea tree. So yeah. we didn't make as much progress as we wanted on tea tree. For those of you who are new to the podcast, tea tree is our second business. It is a course, an online course platform that we co-run together. Yep. It's been around since 2014 and 2020. It got a huge makeover by one Caroline Kelso Zook. Glow up. Uh, a full rebrand, a full UI sweep, uh, a bunch of UX improvements. Basically, all of that means it looks a lot better, it functions a lot smoother, and we have heard that in spades from our users this entire year as that whole um, kind of redo uh, was done for Tea Tree. And we had some goals this year to get uh, a bunch of features out the door, to uh, grow the revenue by a certain amount. And it really just came down to, we just didn't have the time. And you definitely didn't have the mental bandwidth to be able to do that. And I think every time we bumped up against Tea Tree, we would just go, it's not it's not important. This is not our number one focus. It's okay. It's not important to grow it, exactly. is what we want to say. Like yeah. To be clear, it is important to us to serve our customers. but the, Which you know, I do every single day. Exactly. There's yeah. nothing that's wrong with the product. There's, you know, we're still adding features, just not, we're not growing at a rate of yeah. like trying to actively grow that business. Yeah. And I think, if, any, yeah. I think if anything, you know, we sat down, we were doing our 2022 kind of preview and talked about Tea Tree and, and outlined some of the features that we want to get done next year and, or this year. Oh man, it's still Ugh. so hard to do. Well. Uh, it's going to be like March until I stop doing I that. I know. But we are definitely going to get a couple of features out the door this year. Uh, we're going to continue to grow the revenue, but we're not trying to make any huge leaps and bounds. And luckily, Tea Tree grows 
every year, year over year on its own through word of mouth, which is fantastic for your teachery customer. We thank you so much for all that. And yeah, it's still a great product and it works really well and it makes people happy and we use it and love it too. Great. Great. I think that wraps it up for what maybe didn't go out, go so well or like what went off course. Yeah. And then now let's talk about what is 2022 going to look like for us? Uh, hold on. One more thing in oh. 2021 okay. just to share uh, what went well and what yeah. didn't go well. Mm-hmm. What went well for me, I really nailed my cookie recipe. You sure did. And like, I was a major benefactor. You were. And uh, our really close friends, uh, I baked a couple batches for them and we saw them for a, f- a final dinner before we left. And they were talking about how there was like a intermarital fight over, over the cookies. They had to tally them. Yeah. Because they were that That's good. That's how good they are, yeah. which is great. So I want to say that went really well. Uh, what didn't go well in the baking category, um, yeah, I mean, I think it just overall was a mediocre year, you know, with the cookies. Wait, I'm well. trying to think of, oh, putting the cookies on broil on accident and almost oh, causing a burned. fire in I our house. Burned. Oh, almost causing a fire. Jason, get the whole house was full of smoke. I charred some cookies. Just get over yourself. All right. <laughs> it, every once in a while, <laughs> as a, medi- as a mediocre baker, you use broil instead of bake and it's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, else? that was a low point. <laughs> But I was trying to shave my head and bake at the same time. <laughs> That's what happened. Don't do that, folks. Yeah. Do not groom and bake at the I same time. I had baked that batch of cookies so many times I thought I had it just nailed. Nah, I still had nah. to pay attention. Well. Okay, That's a good I just want to throw that as a silly thing for just all the baking fans. Just when you think fans. you master it. For all you cinnamon rollers, what? I mean, listen, I made a couple batches, but really this year, and this is in the preview section, I'm going to be trying cinnamon rolls in every Everywhere location we that we travel. That's your like book, your baking bucket list. Yeah, because I probably won't be doing much baking because very hard to bake as you're traveling and being right. in Airbnbs. But yeah, look so out for really those photos on the Instagram at Jason Does Stuff for my uh, mediocre baker fans, the, all three of you who listen to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'll share some of those photos. Okay, great. So let's move in. Oh, okay. So the big preview is obviously... We're traveling. We're traveling. That's the big thing. We are traveling full we time. We are traveling. And it we have no idea what to expect. We really don't. As, as, of record, you, as of recording this... We haven't left. We are three days away from leaving. But as you listen to this... We will have started to travel. We... Yeah, we'll still be in our first location. Yeah. Um, which is weird that... There's like a time gap now. We're not used to that, but yeah. we're trying to give ourselves a head start on this podcast so that we can bring you weekly episodes can we tell throughout them what the year. continent we'll be on? Yes. Europe. Great. Wow. Groundbreaking news. You're wow. welcome. Also, it's a country in Europe is where we're going. And then a city within that country. Nice. Okay. We didn't discuss divulging those specific details. Yes. We might even <laughs> be in a car in that city stop at some it. point. Stop it. You better stop it. Or a building. We'll stay <laughs> at. We need a restaurant there. Now, the real interesting thing is going to be trying to figure out how to balance working because we still have wonderful members that we yeah. have committed to providing Absolutely. value to. Absolutely. We're still going to be doing our monthly coaching. And providing content for those of you who are not paying members, but we still want to bring you value as well. Yeah. And how do we do that and give ourselves time to enjoy the experience and the culture and the food and the things that we have never seen in our lives yeah um and then also how do we rest from all of that it's right. like you know because even like exploring takes energy out of you and so we want to make time for rest so it's yet to be determined how we're going to balance all these things but we're that's going to be the the challenge uh do you want to break down i think i have there all of our different content channels and kind of what our thoughts are and what we're what we're potentially going to do this is not etching it in stone this is just where'd you write that uh it was in there somewhere it was like youtube email podcast there was a little section somewhere 
No? I don't see it. Okay. You deleted it? That's my bad. You didn't like it. <laughs> Stop. You just deleted it. Okay, what else is in our preview section? Um, okay, so do you want to talk about our new enough number? I do, but what else is in our preview section? Enough number. Okay, so then that's it. Great. Okay, wonderful. That was my way of phrasing that. This is the first time we've podcasted? Maybe. Let's try that again. Go ahead. <laughs> do you want to talk about our new... Nope. <laughs> Next up. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Next up on our 2020 preview. There we go. Is we have adjusted our enough number. So three years later. Okay. Let's give you some context. In 2018. Yeah. When we started Wandering Aimfully. Yep. You had a business called Jason Does Stuff. I had a business called Made Vibrant. You had online courses. I had online courses. We combined them together into a product that we called by our future, which was basically a bundle of our, all of our courses. That was sort of the minimum viable product of wandering aimfully. Then we launched this big business wandering aimfully in 2018. When we launched it, we were just sort of coming to this new business philosophy that was much more at the time we sort of called it working to live. And it was this idea of the antithesis of this hustle mindset that many online businesses preach out there of like work, 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 grow, 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 grow. Yeah. It's um, actually one more grow. More revenue, more everything up and to the right. Like just growth for growth's sake is what it felt like to us. And we're not here to cast any moral judgment on whether that's good or bad. What we want to say is that it didn't, it was not a paradigm that worked for us, especially because of all the things we've said about my mental health and my capacity. And, um, but also just to, like, to be a human being, regardless of any mental health issues you face, why do we have to be working all the time to like hustle for our worth? It doesn't yeah. make sense. So we tried to come up with this idea of what would it look like if we set a goal for ourselves that sort of defined like how much money would be enough for us yep. with this business? How much money would be enough to live not just a, a, a mediocre life, but to like really aspire to a life that we love. Yeah. And also not be an aspirational life. Like, yachts and like right. crazy yachts and yahtzee right it's not yachts and yahtzee <laughs> it's you know uh, a canoe and cranium that's what we're going for really had to think of a board game I, to serve the sea right and for us it was like but let's actually break that down yeah like let's have a reason behind the number that we're aspiring to because so often especially in the business space like we see this goal of i want to hit six figures with my business or i want to hit seven figures with my business and for us it was just like but that seems so arbitrary. Yeah. Just just because it has two commas in it? Like, is that why? Yeah. And so it felt like, let's define what that really looks like. Yeah. Because not every person and what they want for their life is going to be a six-figure business. Like, you yeah. could be happy, you know. Um, and we're, I think one of the things that's so great about sitting down and thinking about the enough numbers that pertains to your life, and we've talked about this a bunch, but I think it's always worth repeating, is that your enough number is so different from everybody else's because yes. your life is so different from everybody yes. else's. We have Wandering Infinite members, their enough number is $48,000 a year. And that's just like, that's all they need with their business. That's all they're trying to aspire to. And that feels so doable for them because there's not this pressure and stress to have a quote unquote successful six-figure business or whatever. Yeah. And we empower that and we love that for them. And then we have other members who are like, yeah, I want to make... a year. And and the reason why is 
X, Y, and Z. I want to be able to like support my family members. Yeah, absolutely. I want. I didn't grow up with money. I want to like, retire my spouse. Exactly. I, you know, I want like I want to start saving for my kids' college fund. I want to save for a house. So, so anyway, that that's the full context to be enough number. Now that we've hit our enough number. Yeah. So we, I was getting there. Yeah. So in 2018, we set this number, thirty-three thousand dollars, and we kind of broke it down. And what it really looked like is just in like the to give you an idea of the big categories is we set aside $5,000 for business expenses. Nailed it. We of that we thought um it'll cost us $3,000 in oh this is monthly we should say by the yeah. way. $33,000 a month. So $5,000 in expenses a month, $3,000 in taxes a month, which I know is technically an expense but just Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Um $4,000 for a mortgage or rent or like housing. Um $8,000 in living expenses, $3,000 in wealth redistribution and giving, and then $10,000 in setting aside for savings and investments, okay? Yeah. So that was like our dream. So yeah. I'm not saying that those numbers are for you. I'm not saying that, but that's what we thought would be like, if we could hit this, this would be like a really beautiful, rich life for us. Yeah. And it still is. But the things that have changed and why now three years later, we need to adjust that number again, not for growth, for growth's sake, but just checking in and going, okay, what do we want for our lives now? We're different people. The, well, bus and, the business is different what, than we ever thought it yeah, would be. And what's the reality of what it took to get to that 33,000? The exactly. reality is that we miscalculated taxes and expenses. Exactly. So it became clear as we touched on before that a huge now marketing expense, you could say, is our WAM affiliate program. Like that is really what fuels our marketing, word yeah. of mouth. So we need to readjust that $5,000 number to include operating expenses, but then also affiliate expenses. So that new number is $15,000. Yep. It's not 5,000. So, okay, let's put that as a line item. Now with that increased, it, you know, increased revenue that comes from that, you're going to pay more taxes. Yep. So our taxes have gone up from 3000 to 10000 Um, So the only things that we're really adjusting as far as our lifestyle is we do want to potentially buy a house in the future. Yep. So we're kind of adjusting for a mortgage. Yeah, and saving maybe for a down renovating. payment. Maybe even renovating. We don't yeah. know. Just trying to save a chunk of money to have because right now we have money that's tied up in uh, you know, long-term investments, like a retirement fund, essentially. We have money that's tied up in cryptocurrency investments. And then like we have some savings, but there's just definitely not enough there to put down on a house because it's never been a goal. And so right. that's why adjusting this enough number toward a new goal of, hey, in a couple years, we kinda, we're going to want to buy a house, hopefully. Not to mention, we don't know where we're buying it, but let's just say for the time being, if we were to settle here in Southern California, the real estate prices are Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So when I say this rent and mortgage number, recognize that I know how ridiculous this is. And yet this is a part of the world that we really love to live in. So that's just what we're willing to pay. Yeah. Um, so that number is 7,000. And then living expenses, we only raised slightly from 8,000 to 10,000. And that was for things like Baby stuff. Baby stuff. Yeah. Mostly. Apparently babies cost money. Whatever. We, we were, We've when heard. When we were crunching the numbers. I read an article and it was I like, saw, babies cost money. I saw I a like, Mashable okay. article that said, <laughs> babies, <laughs> comma, <laughs> they cost money. Right. And I was like, whoa, salacious headline, mm. huh? Yeah. So, and then and all said, the said. And all the babies are out there. We're like, what? Don't, don't spoil it. No, we don't. <laughs> and then they do. And then... Um, the wealth redistribution, we actually did a great job of aspiring to that. So 
um, $3,000 is 10% of our take, like basically our take home pay and 10%. That's just a number that feels good to us. That's what we've always aspired to. Although we, we pretty consistently the past two years have overshot it. So, um, and then savings and investment, $12,000. So that is why our new number is $57,000, which that might seem like a lot to you. That might seem like not a lot to you. Yeah. Um, but again, that's not profit. That's revenue for the business. Yeah. And I, I hope in sharing that number, like we're not trying to be the income report people. Not that there's anything wrong with those people, but I feel like some of those folks that share those numbers, they're so astronomically big that it's just unrelatable. Right. And $57,000 a month, listen, even five years ago, us, that's an unrelatable amount of money. 100%. And I think it's all about putting it into context of where you are, what you've been doing in your business. And we say this all the time. Don't compare your starting line to someone else's finish line. So for us, a finish line was our $33,000 a month. And now we're starting a new race and we're trying to get to $57,000 a month with very intentional reasons why we're doing that. It's not growing a team. It's not just growing and doing a bunch of marketing expenses. It's not doing all those things. It's just, no, we want to save for a couple bigger things. We want to be a little bit smarter so that we don't have to work forever and try and carve off more money so that we can invest that. And these are the games that we play in the society that we live in to live the best life that we can and through the choices that we make. Um, and, and I really hope that you listen to this and you don't go, oh, I have to make this amount of money. No, whatever that number is for you. And start with the realistic number that you hope you can get to in a couple years. And it may just take you five years to get there. Yeah. But that is a journey that you go on pretty much on your own. And that's a journey for you to have with your family and your partner and you to figure out and to, to really embrace and enjoy. Yeah. And I just want to say when I started my design business in 2014, I made $6,000 a year. Yeah. That's where I started. Yeah. But, but it was a start. You know what I mean? Like it got me started. And then the next year I was able to make more. And the next year I was able to create an online course. And then before I knew it in a couple of years, I was able to hit that number. And so I just want to say that like Jason was saying, I know that, I don't know, I think money can be triggering for people. So I hope that in us sharing transparently, you are listening to that and knowing that that is hopefully coming from a place to help you and not to create any type of comparison or, you know, judgment. And listen, we, like we did at the beginning of this, we'll end this episode the same way. Like we have a lot of privilege. We have a lot of Um, you know, abilities mentally that other people don't have and they have things that they deal with that we don't deal with. And so just being honest with there are advantages there and we acknowledge those advantages and we're trying to be as open and honest about those so that people don't go, oh, well, I can do the same things you can, but I have a bunch of different circumstances. Like, yeah, but we acknowledge those circumstances. And so we just want to empower you to do whatever's best for you in your life and whatever abilities you have. And that's good enough. Whatever it is, it's good enough. Yeah. And take, take what is valuable from what we share with you and then leave the rest. How much of the rest though? It just depends. Oh, okay. Depends on the podcast, honestly. Like sometimes I'm like, mm, was there a lot of value? And then some you're like, wow, Jason really hit MVP, MVP, MVP. all the 99%. Take 99% of it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that'll wrap up our year end review of 2021 and our preview of 2022. Uh, we hope you're along for the ride with us in the podcast. It's going to be a different journey for us this year with the podcast. Yeah. We're not sure, honestly, exactly what mix of... Uh, how much you all want us to talk about our travels, how much you all want us to talk about business stuff. 
we're not sure yet. Yeah, and, and I think also creating a cadence for us where travel is very hectic and it's very stressful and it can create, you know, days when you kind of get derailed of wanting to do any work. Right. We need to be ahead of schedule. So it's going to be a little bit different for us where it's not like we record on Tuesday and publish on Thursday. It's like this episode we recorded two weeks in advance. Right. And that's just being honest with you that that's better for our schedules and our mental health that we still want to have a podcast and we still want to share but we can't be doing it as real time because it just doesn't feel good. And it doesn't feel like something we can keep we up with. We don't want to feel like that pressure. Yeah. So we are so grateful that you listen to us. Um, I'm grateful for everybody who's left a review. Anybody who's listened <laughs> and has not left a review, wow. I'm not grateful for. Really? No, I'm just kidding. You're just because kidding. I don't really care. Well, yeah, I was about like, to say, wow. Do people even look at fired. reviews anymore on podcasts? That's a great question. Like I, the podcast app that I use, Castro, there are no reviews. I listen to podcasts on Spotify now and I don't look at reviews at all. And they're starting to add reviews, which is funny. That's like stupid. now those are like, going to exist. I don't like Hey, that. if you guys are on Spotify, go leave a review for our podcast if you can. You know, that would be really helpful. Is it a new feature? Yeah. Hmm but it's rolling out slowly. Anyway, all right, that'll be the end of this episode. We hope you uh, do your own review. If you do, by the way, uh, just a final thing here, and you write a review or you share a review in a podcast, feel free to send it over. I love listening to those personally. Hello at wanderingaimfully.com. We'd love to read through or listen. You can use the same format. What went well? What didn't go well? What are you looking forward to this year? And listen, if you're coming up on this episode and it's like March, like, oh boy, I think I missed the boat on it. Yeah, sure, yeah. write it now. Who cares? Yeah. You know, do whatever. You live your life. Okay? I like you. Me or the person listening? Both. That's right. I think it's more the person listening. Dear person listening, yeah. I like you. Yeah. And okay. then now are you jealous? No, I just want them to circle yes or no if they like you back. Mm, did yeah. you ever get one of those? No, don't bring that up. That's so sad. But you brought it up. Why would you do that to <laughs> us? Okay, <laughs> Bye. Bye.